2: Great to be back with you on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Schmidt, Will Wilson is in. Elijah Herbal off calling balls and strikes accurately. We may add, full weekend of baseball for me. Congrats to Remax Lincoln Southwest, 4 0 out in Kearney. I think we ate at Cunningham's 47 times. A lot of beer, a lot of wings, a lot of good times. Now, am I crazy, or is that stretch from York, from Lincoln to York, the longest hour of your life? Oh, wow! Think about that. Traveling west on the interstate, we left Dolman and Elijah. Many thanks to you for covering me Friday, but Will, we're driving west, and just never. And granted, it was it was Memorial Weekend, so the world's traveling thirty nine million travelers, and I am going west about twelve thirty. After already getting beat up, you know, before we even get to the the road show spot, it's, well, you need to to feed us lunch, Junior and Mama. Okay. Okay, And they're like, well, we need to eat. We didn't eat. It's like, well, we've been home this morning. Why didn't one of you clowns throw a sandwich together? There's peanut butter. There's jelly. There's bread. No, we need to go get a sandwich. $30 later. You know, and it's like you got a budget for beer money. Yeah. You got a budget for fuel. You got a budget for a hotel. You have to budget for the kid wants a fishing pole. So, you know, because him and his buddies are now into fishing. Okay. Good. Which is great. Yeah. But we went out to Carney 4 and 0. He pitched four innings Saturday. And let's just say he didn't have his best stuff. Okay. Couple of hit batters, couple of walks, two runs, four innings—not awful. Yeah, well, but he's he's trying to be too won. too fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're at uh, Bennington tonight. We're at uh, Millard West tomorrow, working on a road show in the press box again. Then we're in Elkhorn all weekend.
3: Oh yeah, it's but I'm insane. excited.
2: I'm excited. Uh, good baseball, lots of fun. Uh, Big Ten, uh, the middle finger from the NCAA, or maybe not. Maybe just some cold, hard facts and truth. We'll get there. And Arkansas Radio Man goes off on an Arkansas baseball player. We'll get you that story. Nick Saban is at SEC Spring Meetings. <laughs> so St. Nick has Ooh. spoken out again today. We'll get there. And it's a monster weekend. But back to, to where I was at. You, you travel and it takes just forever. You're either hammered by semis or someone's got a horse trailer or a or a camper in front of you, and they just they're always in the passing lane. <laughs> when was the last time you rode? Because you always yeah. rode, you rode in Minneapolis though. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I've always thought
3: the trip to York has been
2: quick. I, now lo- it's- I I love York. I love Seward. I love going west, but God, it just sucks going yeah from Lincoln to there. Oh yeah. Either e- either evening or, or or midday. Yeah. Just just maybe it's me. Maybe it's timing. Whatever. I'm going to whine for two more minutes, and then we'll move on. But well, once once you get there, once you get there, it's smooth sailing. Once you get past York, it's all right. That's true. Then it started.
3: The trip has started. You're moving. Then Holiday Road comes out,
2: and you just crank it up, yeah. and, then, and then you see Christy Brinkley in a Ferrari. and Life is good. I put on my members only jacket, and we're <laughs> rocking, baby. I get, I get the old white shoes that, that Eddie got me. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I'm ready. That's not really my family. Those are sweet, by the way, those shoes. <laughs> I really own all of these hotels. <laughs> I'm just posing as I have a, a kid who hates me, and my wife is disinterested. Yeah, totally. Okay, football it is. Football it is. Huge weekend on the way for Nebraska. And here is the schedule for the Huskers as we look at June, because tomorrow tomorrow's June, right? We're talking 15 official visits between now and when the the visit window closes. So Friday Night Lights coming up here. The uh, 3rd of June, that is Friday. And then again, two weeks later, on the 17th of June, the offensive and defensive line camp, that'll be Saturday the 18th. And then 7-on-7 seven seven going on on the 5th, that's Sunday. Plus, you'll have some satellite camp mm. coverage for Nebraska. But think about this as a Nebraska fan. You you love your in-state kids. You love the McAvickas. You love the Sunbrooks. You love where else am I going uh, with, with in-state talent? You, you you love Garrett Nelson. Yeah, right. You love the, the, the Zadiskas. You love the Weakerts. You love the Amon Greens. You love Crouch. I mean, think of the in-state greats. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And and not only are they good, but they're difference-making. Schlesinger inside the five, Pride of Duncan, Nebraska. And then Tony Veland, right? Benson. I mean, just You've had some real difference makers that are really good high school players that turned into really good teammates and really good. Phil Ellis, great college players. Absolutely, 100%. And you have a whole new era of football now. That new era of football is, A, I can go to the highest bidder. B, Nebraska's secret is out. that There is some really high-level... Talent in this state being developed, and while it worked out okay in 2018 and 2019, more so to keep your in-state talent from the metro, you've lost your last three or four in-state recruiting battles. You have, and the and some of the ones that you won aren't here. Xavier Betts. Yeah. So this weekend, Nebraska has a chance to plant a flag and let Mickey Joseph do his thing on Malachi Coleman with Oregon uh, all over him and other prospects, Minnesota, Michigan, even within your own conference. Maverick Noonan, his dad, a first-rounder, great ball player for Northeast. Danny Noonan, Maverick, and we we heard from uh, some of the guys who get to coach Maverick. Coach Waller, former North Star coach, he's up at Elkhorn South now. But Maverick's the real deal. Uh, he's headed to Minnesota and Stanford and Iowa. That's the end of June, in middle part of June. But he'll be in Lincoln for uh, for uh, this upcoming weekend. Brock Knudsen, Scott's bluff offensive lineman. Uh, Iowa State loves him. Flew out to see him. He'll be here this weekend. And then the hottest guy in-state recruiting-wise, is Cade McIntyre. He is an incredible linebacker from Fremont-Burgett. We had a chance last summer to interview all of these kids at Steve Warren's Media Day. And, And Cade, no kidding, man. I mean, you blink, here's Tennessee. Here's Eckler coming after him. You blank ooh, uh, here's Oklahoma coming after him. Iowa. Iowa's always got great linebackers. Hmm. They do. They got bang, bang, bang. Will, Mike, Sam. All right? They've got three backers that just get developed and then go break your nose for three years in the Big Ten, and then they're off to the NFL for seven years. Feels like. But Nebraska, obviously, offering McIntyre. The Huskers got a real fight with Oklahoma, not just for McIntyre, but also for Malachi Coleman. Hmm. And that's just, the word's out. The word is out. It's easy to check out Huddle and see in-state kids kill it, and the rest of the country's looking at Nebraska kids. So in the world of NIL and transfer portal, you can, more times than not, I, I would say it's safer, Will, safer to, to go get in-state kids and hope that they'll stay and stick it out because it's in-state. Yeah, keeps the fans happy. Right. Well, it keeps, keep, how about keep the family happy? Yeah, true. Right? right. So that's, that's my question here, and that's the big part. Not only are these really good players that are difference makers potentially for years to come for Nebraska, but you, uh, you want to win some hearts and minds as well. This is a PR thing. Uh, you don't have to play them but you got to take them yeah, got to go after them got to go after them and they got to be part of the roster when you when you think of the camps that we put on do you think uh,
3: other schools put as much you know juice and stock into these camps
2: i think it's it's i think they 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 do because they want to they want a first hand look and and evaluation totally do yeah. but i think the the fanfare and the wow factor the Nebraska fan base is your game changer, is your difference maker. Period. They are and, and then the coverage. I mean, other places have great reporters and coverage, but Nebraska as a as a state has a massive amount of media covering Nebraska, which is great. And that's that's an impression on families and kids about how important it is. So no, it's all good. We we go from the current stock of in-state talent that is going to be in for Friday Night Lights to a guy that was part of Friday Night Lights years ago and is getting some, some preseason kudos, Garrett Nelson. think when we talk about the in-state need, think about how big of a, a get Garrett Nelson was for Coach Frost. Scott's bluff, throwback, dude, leader. Vocal. By the way, he's really good at football. Yeah, but he does all those things, and he's an in-state guy because it means more for him. Yeah, it sounds like he loves the place. Sure, and and he is on the list of all Big Ten performers preseason selection <laughs> first team. Garrett Nelson. Wow, that's what Athlon's laying down, throwing down right now. So huh. that's pretty impressive. Here, as Athlon, you know, it is preseason magazine time. It's not quite nudie magazine day with, like uh, like Billy Madison, sure. But even better, this is preseason college football magazine time. Phil Steele, of course, the Hale Varsity yearbook is uh, going to be dropped here real soon. Uh, that is going to be wonderful. But you look at uh, Nebraska; they have seven, along with Con- with uh, Wisconsin, for first team, or second team, or third team guys. I'll take seven first, uh-huh. second, or third team dudes with Garrett Nelson being especially looking at what we lost. No, I know, right? Cuz I mean cuz Jojo ended up second team last year uh, on the offensive end. I mean, it, it's really not a shock. Travion Henderson and Braylon Allen are your running back, CJ Stroud is your quarterback. Uh Smith and Jigba is your wideout cuz that kid's incredible. Sparty's got some dudes though. No first team offensive linemen. But you do have uh, Garrett Nelson as a a linebacker slash rush end. Uh, For second team uh, defense, you have O'Shawn Mathis. (laughs) That a kid. Already. (laughs) Been here for a while. Oh Wait a minute. Been here just just for a smidgen. Uh, And uh, that's all right. Third team. Still no Nebraskans mentioned on the offensive or defensive line. But you have Luke Reimer. Uh, as a uh, a third team performer, which which isn't shabby. Fourth team, here comes Omar Manning,
4: okay.
2: and Omar has potential to be first, second, or third team. You'll take that. Teddy Prohaska is a fourth teamer, which the guy started one game. You'll uh, you'll take that, and uh, fourth team defense you have Nick Henrich, which is all right, and then Quentin Newsome. So okay. Some of the guys that are kind of the next up for Nebraska getting some love. Yeah. Which is important. We'll uh, get plenty of thoughts here as some of the NBA scouts have spoken. What is uh, the latest on McGowan's? What's uh, Bryce's future look like? We'll have some thoughts from Nick Saban coming up. And, uh, of course, you have a, a mountain being made out of a molehill. Adrian martinez did you see this did you guys touch on this we'd have
3: well, well hooks and i did yeah yeah this morning not this morning i think we got to it last week at some
2: time okay yeah so i'm I'm a little out of it because i was gone friday but listen you had you had adrian martinez sit down with kansas city sports channel or something along those lines and right he, but, but 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 the, the why are we talking about it? We're talking about it because the way it's being framed, and this isn't fair to Adrian. Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't fair to Adrian. Let's to play it. the The headline says Adrian throws shade at former teammates. Throws shade at Nebraska. You make the call here.
1: I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for me to uh, finally show that I. I can be all that my potential is, if that makes sense. You know, I feel really good about the attributes I have um, and my skill on the field. Now, let's put it all together. Let's get some wins and let's do this thing. You know, I feel really confident about that and that this is the situation to do it. Um, There's some incredible pieces, incredible players on this team, you know. I you know, probably the most talented squad I've, I've been able to be a part of. And that gets me excited, you know, and I think it's a great opportunity for me um, to take that next step.
2: Did anything there in 40 seconds offend you? I'm part of, maybe the more, listen, if he's saying this is the most talented team I've been a part of, good for him because he ran for his life last year. You you kept playing musical running backs. Wandale went to Kentucky. There's no Stanley Morgan. There's no Zigbo.
3: Broke his jaw.
2: Broke his freaking jaw. Right? he stuck around for four years. And he stuck around for four years, and they're still... Their offense went the wrong direction. Not just in turnovers and points scored. But they didn't have... They asked him to do it all. A, because they thought he could, but B... That's all they had. If they were going to win, it was him. They went three and nine mm-hmm. because of the turnover issue and the lack of protection. And then, yeah, he's going to look back at this and between the injury factor, his his freshman year trying to do too much is is a you know in twenty nineteen the the McCaffrey era, and then last year on top of COVID good for good for him in Manhattan yeah. Hello listener hey it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity radio show of Hale Varsity. That's hailvarcity.com. backslash subscribe promo code GBR.
0: Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show Chris at
2: Hailvarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. So Mitch Sherman is flying back from Minneapolis. Mitch will join us tomorrow. That means open phones. You want to get in or Email chris at halevarsity.com. Do it. Uh, we'll talk to Coach Kaz for a couple of segments in the 5 o'clock hour. Numbers to dial up, four six six three seven seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five four six six thirty seven seventy six. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore Radio. Chris Schmidt, that's me. Ed Will on the radio, Will Wilson in his throwback Big 8 gear. And uh, always... Uh, um, follow ESPN Lincoln on Twitter and uh, the on-demand section, ESPNLincoln.com, on the website, and of course, Hailed Varsity. Great stuff from Greg Smith. More on Friday Night Lights and the recruiting weekend. We'll dive into some more recruiting with Kaz, Rick Kaczynski, uh, in in Hour 2. We'll have Greg with us uh, on Thursday of this week. So... Good news for Bryce McGowan's. You have the NBA draft just a few weeks away, and you have Bryce that's on track to be the highest selected Husker since Ty Lue. And it's funny, with Tyron Lue, you have Rich King, okay? And then there's Pike, and Pike got traded. I think Pike was originally drafted by the, dare I say, now, maybe that was Lou. Lou was drafted and then traded. Long story short, you've got another first-round opportunity. Banton went second round last year. Roby went second round, I think, in 19 or 20. So you have the draft. is going to be uh, June 23rd in Brooklyn. So good stuff here from Robin Washit on confirmed workouts, Okay. This is who has looked at Bryce McGowan's. Imagine him with a role in Philly with that talent. Pretty impressive. Imagine Bryce with Golden State. Wow. But guess what? They're going to be picking right about where Bryce is projected. He could end up with some of the better teams where they can develop him and then kind of ease him in and then... And I'm not saying he'll struggle like Andrew Wiggins, but Andrew Wiggins was a lottery pick, I think one or two overall, and it's finally now twenty seven year old Andrew Wiggins is yeah, awesome, playing good with Golden State, found his role mm-hmm. and you're seeing the first pick overall wow factor, <laughs> but man, exactly. you had you had a lot of patience needed. Uh, when he came out of Kansas at 19. Yeah. Right, where he'd go for 37 one night and two the next. It, that was in college.
3: Didn't look like he cared.
2: Well, he, he wasn't grown up. Yeah. you I mean, got to be, it's a, it's a job. As much as you love doing it and it's pretty awesome, it's still a job for him. So McGowan's also being looked at by the Knicks and the Celtics, Jazz, Atlanta, and Rockets. So of those teams we laid out, Golden State, well run, high level. Boston, well run, high level. Utah's been really good with the draft. Hawks, I mean, I know that they were one year at a 60-win mark and then they just snuck into the postseason, but they're a lot of fun. I don't I don't hate on Atlanta. Uh you have John Chepskovich tweeting out that McGowan certainly looked apart at the N as an NBA wing. Potential first round pick, and Rock Nation did what they're supposed to do, and that's showcase him. So many scouts here will coming mm-hmm. out going, you know, this guy's pretty high level. Tyler yeah. Metcalf did uh, say, "Look, he's one of the more frustrating evaluations in this draft because how he altered his shot selection mid year was impressive." So, are we getting the uh, volume score? I'm going to force it because no one's going to tell me no. Or are we going to get the McGowans that really. And that's what that's what I go back to. It's talking to a friend that's in the NBA and was at the combine and it's like, all right, so what's the word? And he's like, man, they are they being a lot of the scouts he talks to or gets asked about McGowans, even because, you know, he's from Nebraska and he's like, no. I mean, the thing that's really impressive about McGowan's is how many guys their freshman year hit the windshield? Oh, the the rookie wall or the freshman wall, right? Yeah. What well, happens? McGowan's got better.
1: He did. <laughs> he got
2: better. Yeah. He was more efficient. He got stronger because he's working his ass off in the weight room all year. And and he he he, he adjusted. He adapted. And that was really really impressive so that th- this Tyler Metcalf isn't throwing shade he's like yeah. all right early on it was just going to be another guy that has so much great potential but man needs another year well maybe maybe to be a, a top 10 pick maybe he does yeah. right maybe to be a first for sure first round yes absolutely he does but he could slide in to a Boston or a Golden State which you know yeah. what? that's pretty good
3: or you know you look at the Houston or, or Utah, you know Utah they they could be breaking up that team here at any point I could see Mitchell getting there's traded a, away sledgehammer
2: and, in hand so you
3: know that could be a good spot for him to come in and you know like build up there and they, especially with the Rockets too who are really bad you know in the Knicks you know he'd uh, be Bryce knows how to come into a program that's not very good mm-hmm. and, and be the man mm-hmm. so you know maybe
2: are you asking the, the 25th through the 32nd pick to come be the man, though? Uh, no. Uh, but I you pray, never know. I, I pray not. He could turn into the man, Yeah, but you're not going to give him that responsibility. Sure. So you have Denver projected to take Bryce at 21 hmm. from the ringer. The Athletic says uh, it's Memphis, right, and that's from Utah via hey. trade. Oh, okay. 22nd overall, or Memphis keeps that pick at, at Twenty second. That's from Stadium. Yahoo says, "All right, it's all the Mavs." He goes to Dallas who's with pick twenty six. Miami at in at twenty seven. Golden State also. Uh, you have NBC Sports, SB Nation, and Sporting News. ESPN thinks Memphis pulls the trigger at twenty nine, uh, paired with Roby down in OKC. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, uh, you have the Bleacher Report and SI saying it's Oklahoma City. I've seen Orlando a lot. I saw Orlando early. They they have Draft Express uh, says uh, um, Bryce is going 31 overall to Orlando, and then Toronto paired with Banton. Right, NFL uh, NFL sorry NBA draft not net, and then the NBA draft room, and then into the second round by USA Today it pick. Thirty-five. Okay. So that's every major NBA outlet we just listed, and he has moved considerably further up into the first round.
3: Yeah, it sounds like it's a no doubt first round pick.
2: Let's hope. Let's hope for him. Good for him uh, with Bryce McGowan's, but he is he has done some work and did uh, some impressive things at the uh, the combine. So switching gears, college baseball. It's the regionals this weekend, Super Regionals next weekend, then the road to Omaha uh, gets things rolling over Father's Day weekend. And Arkansas is kind of a shadow of themselves, right? Uh, They got knocked out of the Super Regionals, could have lost to Nebraska a year ago. Uh, The Big Ten only got two teams in. I'm not going to scream about it. Uh, The Big Ten sucks this year. Maryland's really good, and Michigan won the thing. Yeah. Uh, You can make an argument for Rutgers, but Rutgers, with an RPI, not good. Iowa, garbage, they were. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, I'm with you. And the Big Ten doesn't give a damn about baseball. Yeah. The fact you're going from 9 a.m. to 3 a.m. says as (laughs) much, despite weather. Okay? There's four people there. The same kid got foul balls all weekend long at TD Ameritrade Park because he was the only kid there. Sounds awesome. Right? I mean, there's no <laughs> Nebraska. That means there's no fans. Yeah. But you had Arkansas and their radio guy go off yeah. on a Arkansas player. Not a real hog, of course, because he's a transfer <laughs> from K-State. But listen yes. to this.
1: Right, I'll say it. And I wouldn't say this about a young player, but Michael Turner is a fifth-year graduate mm. guy from Kent State. He's a stupid ass, Okay. the catcher for the Arkansas Razorbacks. All right, listen to this guy. Listen to the question and the answer, okay? We've got the question from Tom. Listen to the answer. And notice how the answer has nothing to do with the question.
5: You guys haven't gone through a stretch like what you're in right now all year. Can you put your finger on what's happening?
3: Not really, man. We're just trying to keep the circle tight and cut out a lot of the outside noise. Uh, it's not always that easy to play here. Uh, there's a lot of people that are fans, good fans. Some aren't still great fans. And if you read Twitter after the game, it can uh, it can get in your mind a little bit. So we're just trying to keep the circle tight and keep moving forward.
1: Okay, first of all, you're not a Razorback. You've been here once. You're a rental player, and you've sucked. So thanks for nothing, first of all. Secondly, as a rental player, you do not get to come in here and criticize this fan base, you stupid ass. Not a chance. The question was about what's wrong with the team, and you used the entire answer to take a swing at this fan base? You are a disgrace, Michael Turner. You're a disgrace. You should not get to wear that uniform again. What a loser. You know why they're losing? Because you're a loser, and you're the catcher. You're in charge of this whole thing on the infield. You're a loser and a disgrace, and you can't get out of this program soon enough.
2: This was an ESPN Northwest Arkansas host, Derek Ruskin. Don't know Derek, haven't met him. This is him on the uh, podcast network and goes off on a college player. I know they're making money. I know there's NIL, but you can't go. That was personal. Yeah, you just call him stupid ass. No, right? But I mean, it was personal. It's like you've lost money on him, and I don't know that. I'm oh, just, yeah, right. But I'm saying it, it felt like it was deeper than. Well, the Hogs aren't hosting for the first time in forever, so <sighs> maybe he's a little let's, mad. Let's blame. Listen, you talk to people, you know, folks that are part and close to programs. There are not always great eggs on a team that can be a, a clubhouse cancer. I don't, I don't discount that. Well, and like you and I definitely got on one day, and maybe got on. You know, listen, someone's bad. You know, make a tackle, make a catch, yeah, that make a field goal, don't throw an interception, sure. But it's not personal, there's not like spewed hatred. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you win or lose, but I, our job's to critique and explain, explain here's what happened, why we think it was important, and oh, by the way, uh, be better. I mean, that. that's you, from an unbiased standpoint, you got to be able to do that. You can't. You you can't just go scorched earth personally and start name calling for the love of God. So I don't know if this guy still has a gig or not, but he's not part of the Arkansas broadcast team. But I just don't know if Dave Van Horn's using his head right now to open a window. I I, I don't know, which I I would think a phone call was made or two. Nick Saban has a response. Uh, SEC Media Days next. Storm Chasers fans. May
0: 31st through June 5th, the Indianapolis Indians are in town for the first time this year at Warner Park. As an Omaha newbie, I attended my first Storm Chasers game earlier this season. And man, I'm telling you, they know how to do it right. The perfect family atmosphere with high quality baseball. I mean, you're watching future pros here in Omaha. What an awesome experience. And that's what it's all about. Join the Storm Chasers June 4th for Runza night. Runza will be sold inside the stadium, Plus, you'll get to see your favorite players wearing some specialty uniforms. If that's not enough to sell you, you can even snag yourself one of these jerseys signed, I might add, after the game when they're auctioned off. It's all for a good cause benefiting the food bank for the heartland. We'll see you there. And now,
2: now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Checking out some of the Arkansas baseball fan response to those comments that were Friday afternoon. Summer, like, dude, you went way too far. This guy's boss responded on air that he went too far. Didn't completely drive over the bus with him, but was thinking about it. Mm. And there's still a line of professionalism you can't leap over. Can't do it. And you can't, that's, it goes without saying, don't tweet at players. Yeah,
3: yeah that's exactly that.
2: <laughs> don't scream. And listen, you you want a whole new level of intense, you go to, to Arkansas for baseball. I guess. Well, think about last year with Nebraska. I mean, the whole situation going on with Nebraska's outfield. Yeah. And mojo. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a year ago, but... It's what was going on?
3: Yeah, Well, I've heard some fans call in down there too to some stations. It's it's it's
2: it, it's it's awesome that there's that passion. Yeah, but there's there's Psycho and Finkel's the Mayor <laughs> type passion. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where there's voodoo dolls and the old sign that says "Die Dan Die." It's accurate. <laughs> Grandma's saying Marino should die a gonorrhea. Lace is out. <laughs> Right? <laughs> fan and fanatic. I know. I get it. Yeah, and you and you might know some Nebraska fans like that. Been, talk to your mom or dad during the seventies. How intense the uh, dislike and want to beat Oklahoma was.
3: <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I mean,
2: I-, I I wish there was going to be beer in the stadium. Not from a personal standpoint, but for the fans, yeah. before you start throwing empties at me yeah 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 but it, it was probably no fun being tom osborne in the 70s losing to oklahoma or being on his staff mm-hmm. or being the kids right and then some guy bumps into you old country buffet you're taking the fam out for dinner after sunday church damn it to i didn't cover the number <laughs> I mean, really, alcohol and gambling. You want to why We want to know why he's no. Yeah, because he got hell for forty years, going ten and two every year.
3: It's really the argument they have. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Moving on. Nick Saban. <laughs> Nick Saban. Oh, how about Old Saint Nick dominating Twitter? Because there's SEC spring meetings. I misspoke and said media days. Well, you had uh, Saban. In, in front of many uh, dive in on well him and Jimbo let's start there and, and really he has no problem with Jimbo Jimbo's not been asked today hey do you have a problem with Nick uh, I, I would say yeah but but here's uh, here's Saban as things got started with spring meetings
5: I have no problem with Jimbo uh, I have no problem with Jimbo at all
2: Well, he hates you now. Okay, (laughs) that's 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 one thing. I by the way, do you believe him? Oh, here's what I believe. I believe that the Jimbo's been s talking Nick in Alabama on the recruiting trail, and I think there's one or two guys. Saban hates to lose in recruiting and chess and Polish horseshoes, whatever. Saban wants to. To beat you in everything. And he hates that he finished number two in recruiting. And he hates that he lost on a field goal to an eight and four football team last year. But he probably dislikes losing to a guy like Jimbo a thousand times more than a guy like Kirby Smart, because Kirby still like takes a knee and kisses his ring. Jimbo, per the athletic, would 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 try and show off his offensive creativity. Instead of getting some of his guys on offense ready for the upcoming opponent, he would, he would tweak things on offense. And it comes down to an offensive guy versus a defensive guy. Uh, Nick's the boss. Nick's going to gear everything, so the defense is great, and there's, the, where, there's where the credit goes to dominance. Well, it's Sabin and his defense, and Jimbo's like, what about me? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. ego. Yeah. Jimbo kind of seems psychotic. Okay. Look, well, yeah. I mean, he just he just does a little. Bit. Yeah. Hell of a coach, great recruiter, good quarter, incredible quarterback developer. Mm-hmm. Not knocking his ability. Sure. I just think from a personality standpoint, like Nick's super intense and cranky, but I think I like his intense and cranky way more than Jimbo. I don't think there's a lot of love or respect for Jimbo, compared comparatively to Nick Saban. Okay. All right. Uh, Last thought here from Saban with NIL and in well, not last thought, but first thought of a few with Saban and boosters specifically uh, as we go down this NIL road. He wants boosters to stay away.
5: You know, I also think that, you know, boosters, you know, should continue to be precluded from recruiting, um, including use of, you know, name, image and likeness offers, you know, prior to you know, enrollments.
2: Unless they're Alabama boosters. Yeah, right. Step it up. The ones you uh, called out in the name of Jimbo. Yeah, right. Not that long ago. More things from Saban here. This is athlete protections and oversight because you know there's that shady dude out there that's maybe a clinger, maybe a hanger-on, maybe someone who just wants to, to be in that Athlete circle as a baller. Maybe a cousin or some air quote friend of the program that's all about you doing the work and me ripping you off. You've heard and seen stories of bad decisions with people who hired agents and then ripped them off. Marcus Dupree, Shaw Walker. Go down the list. There there are there are there are absolute leeches. Uh, that that attach themselves to so many studs, so I think many, so many good ball players.
5: I think that also student athletes need some protection um, from you know unfair name, image, likeness representation or deals. Um, you know, you could have a player, and we've had this happen to us in the past, that thinks he signs on one thing and he signs something else, and gives up his freedom of choice in the future as to who represents him. Um, you know, we have no oversight, you know, right now for players, you know, when it comes to this. Oversight's key. More from Sabin here uh, when it comes to transparency. We need some kind of transparency in name, image, and likeness deals, you know, to verify that, um, you know, players are doing what they need to do to uh, have the opportunity to, you know, make money in name, image, and likeness, and believe me. I'm all for players making as much as they can make, okay? Um, But I also think that, you know, we've got to have some uniform, transparent way to do that. Um, Our players did extremely well last year um, in name, image, and likeness because they got agents, they had representation, uh, they had people who uh, wanted them to um, actually endorse something for them. And they did very, very well. And it's public record, and you can see how well they did. They've got a bigger
2: lake house than me, says Saban. Kidding. So we'll have a couple of final thoughts from Saban, but he was there for spring media days or spring session for the SEC. And uh, it's just two weeks old with him and Jimbo.
3: Well, let's talk to Jimbo.
2: Comments, Jimbo? No, I'm good. We'll wind down our one next. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hail Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast ten dollars off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than twenty dollars, can get everything we produce: ten issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HailVarsity.com. Just go to HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for ten dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's Hail Varsity com backslash subscribe promo code GBR and we're back fellas
1: so, did we could listen to the radio listen
2: on Hail Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery yes
0: that's awesome
2: thanks for spending time uh, our chat with Rick Kaczynski a Tuesday with Kaz in-state recruiting on the docket for sure and uh, we'll talk to Kaz about some some NBA. We'll get his uh, all 80s, 90s starting five uh, because, well, we're both dinosaurs and that's that's the NBA we're we're good with. Reminder to get buckled up, hands on the wheel, eyes and mind straight ahead. The driver has one job to do to drive a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Uh, last thought here from Sabin. As uh, the spring media days going on, or I'll get this right eventually. For the love of God, the uh, the spring meetings. We'll just say this: there's not two different media days. Get it right, Schmidt. The spring meetings. So this is Saban on uniform nil
5: uniform nil. I guess the point. And I should have never mentioned any individual institutions. I said that before. But, you know, some kind of uniform uh, name, image, and likeness, you know, standard um, that supports some kind of equitable uh, national competition uh, I think is really, really important in college athletics, in college football. And we've always had that, you know, whether it's equal scholarships, equal Alston money. You know, whatever it might be. Parody and no one can outspend us if there's a salary
2: cap or if there's a salary ceiling on what NIL. Finally from Nick here. Nobody did anything wrong.
5: I didn't say anybody did anything wrong. Okay. And <laughs> I've said everything I'm going to say about this. I... We didn't. We when he goes to the i. I mean,
2: when he gets to the eye, he's getting. He's about ready. He's going from zero to forty five. He's not quite
5: at zero to sixty. Okay, and I. Right. I say about this, and I've said everything I'm going to say about. This. I can't find that. Where was that? The beginning? No, 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 no. We, we,
2: we didn't get it. Oh, we didn't get the i. I mean, there's i right. i. I mean, that's that's Saban. He's he's about ready to ramp up. I mean, that's that's his warning. That's dad in the car going 1 <laughs> 2 It's count 2. Yeah. Before 3 in the hand that never ends and the arm that extends gadget style could reach in the back and swat you
3: right in the face.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> there we go. And
3: I like the seating chart too that you said. Yes, sent
2: me. and that's it we retweeted that. I don't know if this is make believe but uh Pat Smith with the SEC <laughs> Uh, it's whiteboard, so I don't know if this is true or not. But the SEC seating chart in Destin, God, right? You know who's trying to get in? It's uh, is Cookie Monster. Oh, go Tigers. Hey,
3: go, yeah. I wonder how close he is to this.
2: Go Joe. Well, he's, he always hangs out in Destin. Okay. Shirtless and in some beachfront bar. So the SEC in Destin has uh, Drinkowitz, the Pirate, and Kiffin. The Pirate and Kiffin, like, are... They're, they're bros. Brian Kelly, Mark Stoops and Kirby Smart, and then Napier and Harson, Pittman and Saban all the way down is Jimbo, surrounded by David Cutcliffe, and then SEC SEC Brass. That's William King, that's Womack, that's McDid, that's Herb Vincent. So Sabin and Fisher are separated. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Back from the holiday weekend, we say hi to Rick Kaczynski. Tuesdays with Kaz. Talk some football with the longtime coach at Iowa and Nebraska. Kaz, I know you're you're cranked up. Uh, your Celtics are back in the finals. How are you, how are you doing?
4: That's not my Celtics. That's not like the old Oldsmobile commercial. It's not your father's Oldsmobile. That's <laughs> not your... It's not your father, Celtics either, but uh, yeah, good to see. Good to see an old uh, old blue blood for, uh, out there playing uh, playing in June.
2: Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch uh, Golden State and Boston do their thing. And Boston's, you know, they can take care of the basketball defensively. Them and Golden State both are. Two of the top defensive teams in the league, uh, so let's just hope there's some sort of fluid offense. But, Kaz, before we dive into football, you're a you're a, you're a throwback NBA guy, as am I. Where we loved watching NBA basketball in the '80s and '90s, and I'll just say it for both of us: get off my lawn. Yeah, uh, who who's your all-time starting five? I mean, who who are you putting on there? And you make exceptions because of greatness, or if they were on a rival, you're leaving them off. Kaz's all-time top five.
4: Oh man, well my top five won't probably coincide with a lot of folks. There's some. There's some no-brainers, obviously Bird, Magic. Um, God, I hate everybody with the Lakers. So there'd be absolutely nobody, nobody, no Kareem in the lake. God, I hate him. Take a baseball bat to his knees, yeah, um wow, so
3: <laughs>
4: yeah yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean Irving, and so you got bird magic irving, uh dude, I'm a huge this is huge um you enjoy I was a huge oh yeah, of course, but I mean, you know that th- that's easy, but i you know, I love Adrian dantley, okay, um. You know, just didn't didn't play a whole lot of didn't play a whole lot of defense, but he made up for it at the bucket. I mean, just a pure score Oh man, oh gosh, tiny Archibald. Okay. I mean, he probably he probably only gonna be on my list, but that dude was just just tough, just just tough. You know, Moses. Yeah, I could go. Probably, I mean, Mo Cheeks. I mean, I know Vinny Vinny the micro I know he came off the bench, but he'd be my. He'd be my sixth man.
2: I like I like Vinny, man. Vinny's uh, yeah. nephew played in Nebraska. Eric. Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no played, for, he played for played no for Danny. Nee. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, there's just so it's. I mean, you you look at that era. I mean, Cindy Moncrief. I mean, you kidding me? And I mean, Clyde Clyde Drexler. You just you just go down. You just go down the list, man. The big Barkley uh, guy. I, I love Chuck. Yeah, I love Chuck. Um, you know, Tom Chambers. I mean, there's just dudes 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 that I that I probably like that other people wouldn't uh you know wouldn't see I'm not saying they're the you know that's my starting mm-hmm. five but those are just some of the dudes that I loved uh, I loved watching i I'll give I give I got I did like I did like Michael Cooper so he's got okay. I think because he wore his socks high. Back then i think i think
2: defensively I think, he was pretty awesome
4: yeah were you wish uh, I had, were you wish I had pat riley's
2: hair no no but. kidding <laughs> that that's that's a no brainer question for you were you upset that detroit shipped off uh dan cuz didn't they trade him for mahorn
4: was that part of the trade yeah yeah i think in in i think it was more you know think about that think about the time back then you didn't get right? a ring I mean, did he uh, Danley? ah gosh you're, you're i think they i think shipped before, shipped they shipped him
2: before
4: they shipped him
2: before he, they went back to back
4: yeah, yeah. And, and um and i think a, a big part of that because he was a you know he was a defensive liability yeah you know um that's a that's a fan saying that you know that's a that's a seventh, eighth, ninth grade kid. Just really what was I in at that point? Seventh grade, eighth mm-hmm. grade, just repeating probably something I heard on TV at the time. But, <laughs> but I think you know, with Mahorn, you know, big middle presence, yeah. and I mean, you, at that point, you, you just didn't. If you brought the ball inside the paint, you were you were paying for it. I mean, and I just think that you know, when um, when they lost, okay, you know, bringing a guy with uh, a reputation. Or, uh, you know, physical play, obviously, obviously uh, um, of that. So I think they kind of went, hey, you know, get me a physical guy. Get, uh, I think that was kind of the, uh, you know, the turning point. Where did he come from? Was he, I think he, he was bullets, right? Was he Bullets? No, I think, yeah, I think, uh, uh, a, I think Aguirre, Gui-
2: yeah, no, I think Aguirre, <laughs> no, I know, bullets. The, the, the 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 Wizards and the, the Bullets of them, I think, yeah, I think Dantley was traded down to Dallas and then Mark Aguire got sent up to Detroit.
4: Yeah, I liked Aguire when he was with DePaul. Yeah, oh, I, oh they I were used, good. Used to, yeah, yeah, back then, but man, yeah, Mahorn, when was it? He uh... he
2: got shipped off to the expansion team.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Mahorn too. Where was he? Oh, gosh, I mean, he he played a lot of places, man. It, and you know, as you he was older, in Philly. Guess... He ended up in Philly. Oh, yeah, he was with Philly with Barkley, right?
2: They they ended up teammates, but they fought yeah. like every time Detroit and Philly'd play. It was great.
4: Yeah, and then uh, I think he he refused to go. <laughs> I think he. I think he, he refused, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't he uh didn't the Timberwolves? Yep. Didn't he get and he, he, he wasn't
2: protected. They protected John <laughs> Sally and not him and he yeah, was all sorts I of pissed.
4: Yeah, I can't remember, man. It's all holy cow. You know you know it's getting old. I, you know you're getting old when that stuff. It used to seem like yesterday to you. Mm-hmm. You could you could you could name the starting five and on all those teams and uh, now, man, you just, ooh, I don't know if I can name the starting five on the teams that I liked anymore. But, no I mean, just a great era. I mean, obviously late 80s, the Bulls, um, you know, Rockets pistons you know self obviously lakers calves i mean there was there was some there was some ball early 80s i mean sixers mm-hmm. i mean billy cunningham bobby jones my dude too i mean at those sixers teams bobby jones uh you know mo cheeks andrew Tony moses i mean is there a guy that sweated more than moses but uh <laughs> i swear to god when he was with the sixers i thought he was like 62 years old as a kid
2: <laughs> yeah. dude he was he was just incredible him and dr j and then they were Daryl dawkins there. i
4: mean that was a highlight fake for the how funk.
2: Long. oh man yeah Dun- i mean dunk man for was how great. many
4: years did you see him smashing that i mean that was that was the uh That was the uh, highlight there, man. What was he? Number 53, if I'm not mistaken. I think
2: so. Chocolate Thunder, man. Ruining rims. It was good.
4: Rick (laughs) Kaczynski
2: is with us. Kaz, uh, you've got a lot of uh, in-state talent that'll be at Memorial Stadium for Friday Night Lights this upcoming weekend. I I know I've asked you before, but I want to kind of narrow down the question a little bit with in-state evaluation. Did you guys worry about level of competition a kid was playing? If you're going after like a, a class B or or a or a C one or a C two, class A, you're going to see against Lincoln and Omaha, and then some of the 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 larger regions. Even if we're talking central or you know uh, northeast Nebraska, the, the point is 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 you have. Some talent that that'll be on hand you'll be able to see the athlete, but you you, you won't see him against class A competition they'll go win state titles in c two your guy's job is to evaluate how that translates you know to uh, to big ten football
4: yeah um no, I mean not at all because you, you, you know here's the thing high school football. Um, I mean, you got, you got coaches that are teachers Mm -hmm. or they're athletic directors. I mean, you know, they don't get 20 hours and which is tough. I mean, it's, it's hard to develop guys 20 hours when you have them during the week and game plan and all that. And you got coaches that have other jobs and you get the players for two hours a day, probably max. So, no, I mean you, you know you can you can tell a good player. I don't care who he's playing against, but that 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 was never that was never a factor. Um, you know, you just kind you could you could pick out a dude on a screen. Um, you know, obviously if he was a freak, it didn't matter where he played. I you know, there's there's great football players. There's great players everywhere. I don't care you know where you're from, with the state. You know, some states just by population, um, and and tradition and things like that. There's more. But there's there's great football players uh, there's great football players everywhere. But now nah, we we never we never looked at uh, you know the brand of football that they were playing or playing against because you know as coaches it, we all been there. You know I was I was you know I coached high school football for two years. You know I I, I had a. I had a surveying job. I was working for a construction company, and I'd I'd leave at ten after three and get to the field at three forty-five. You know, and just do individual. You know, there was no game planning. There, I I couldn't tell you what the other team was was playing until until game day. Yeah. So um, so you take all those things into account. And there's just certain things that you look for in a player based off position. And you know I always tell, you know, we've talked about this, you know, ankles, knees, and hips, yep. they can bend, yep. you know, you're looking at a running back or, you know, if he's got to turn his off, you know, if he's grinding coffee, you know, with his opposite hand to, to make a cut, you know, if you see that, that back elbow come away from his body, you know, that tells you about his balance and his strength and things like that. And you're looking off what foot he's cutting off all, always. And, you know, there's certain things you look for receivers and they're going across the middle and different coverages. It's so they're playing against and Mm -hmm. So, but, but uh, you know, you can tell a good player if there's a good player, but I, I just think, you know, getting back to the, to the in-state, I think it's more important now um, to be recruiting in-state more than, more than ever, you know, for lack of articulation, I'll say unfortunate, you know, you know, even when I got there and when we knew coach Osborne was, was had you know, was being pushed out the door. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. I can defend it. And dude was pushed out the door by those clowns. Uh, I mean, like I know Bo said it on that podcast. I mean, coach, coach Osborne should have stayed and, and should have been able to do whatever. He he should have went out however the hell he wanted to mm-hmm. go out. And, uh, you know, that just wasn't right. And, um, but you know, Schmidt, we, we were playing, it, it was almost like an NFL. It was almost like a win now. So you're trying to find guys and that, that you can go win with, like right now have an impact to add to the mix that you have. I wouldn't say it's equivalent to the transfer portal mm-hmm. because we had a good core. We had a good nucleus. It was like, okay, we, we, we got to, We lost Eric Martin. We got to get a pass rusher. Okay. We lost this guy. We got to go get this. We got to go get a corner. We got to get a, a receiver or, or we got to get, you know, an, a left tackle. It was those type of things. And, and as you know, being a baseball dad, uh, you when you swing for the fence all the time, you, you're going to, you're going to miss. Oh, and and I hated the fact that, you know, I, I, I can tell you, I didn't, I wouldn't say you're always swinging for the fence, but you also, you know, you're, you always have backup plans. You know, I, I, I I recruited like we were going to be there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's the way you have to because um, Randy Gregory's only come by, come, come around once in a lifetime. So, you know, you're recruiting good football players, but you can't build a program, um, you know, playing a lot of true freshmen, especially up front and on either side of the ball. But, you know, that's how I recruited. That's how we recruited, even though we felt like, man, we got to win. We got to win now. Um, you still recruited like, Hey, you're going to be there a while. And that's how, you, that's how you develop guys. And, you know, and I think you know, when you look at the teams that have been successful in the big 10, that's just kind of how they do it. And I'm not talking Ohio state, sure. you know, I mean, they, they get freaks, you know, they get, they get, I'm not saying they don't do a, a, a good job coaching, but I mean, there's a lot of guys that could coach those guys up. Um, You know, so, uh, you know, the big part of it is, is being able to develop guys and, And with the transfer portal and guys leaving, I think it's so critical to recruit guys in-state. It's hard to leave. If you're a Nebraska kid, you go to Nebraska, are you going to go in the transfer portal? You know they'll run they'll run your tail out of the straight out of the state and I just think that there's a there's a there's a pride you know a kid I, I, we I always felt this man that kids from the state are, it just means a little or, or from the area it just means a little bit more and I think when we had success at South Carolina that's what we did we recruited a lot of South Carolina kids that probably that that Clemson didn't want that Georgia didn't want that North Carolina didn't want um, you know we were beating East Carolina. But then, you know, are you winning with those guys when they're freshmen? Hell no. Are you winning with them when they're juniors? Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, when they've got hit in the mouth and they've gone 0-11 and, and then they've gone through three brutal winter conditionings and they've been told they stink and this is where they're from and you're building their legacy. Now all of a sudden they're 21, 22 years old. They've been hit in the mouth a few times. This is, this is the state they're from. This is the program they grew up watching it means a little bit more and I think in this transfer portal era I think it's critical that you you are a developmental program you can't you, everybody wants these no-brainers well guess what guys the no-brainers are going to Ohio State they're going to Alabama and they're going to Clemson and they're going to Georgia all right they ain't going anywhere else so everybody is the developmental program you know, you go get you some good players, get everybody you can in state, develop those guys, and, and, and you can't worry about having a six and six year. Can't worry about having a seven and five year, all right? Because what happens is six and six, seven and five, turns nine, three, turns 11 and two. You know, that, that, those are the things that turn developmental programs into consistency.
6: Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR.
2: And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back in Hail Varsity Radio. A few more minutes here. Rick Kaczynski with us at Tuesday with Ken as We continue on talking about the importance of in-state recruiting.
4: You know, you have to build that. And I think that's what Nebraska hasn't been able to do in, in, a, in a really, really, really long time because every single coach is, you know you're you're fighting you're fighting for your job but uh but yeah man if you got in state talent now you take them you take them that's that's my philosophy and i know we took some hits in state but i can tell you when i was there hell we were that kid who went to stanford he had central michigan and nebraska he came to our camp we offered him i mean we offered that kid you know, I mean, it wasn't like we didn't recruit him, it wasn't like we didn't want him. He, he went to Stanford, man. You know, sometimes sometimes that happens, man. Uh he's a great player. He's still a great player. What's he played for the Bills? Vikings, but, uh, me, yeah. Are, yeah, you mean, are, you bit, know, but, yeah, you know, but yeah, we would have loved to have that dude, man. You know, and you look at Riley Reef, I know he's not from Nebraska, but he's a bordering state. I mean, that came down to Nebraska, Iowa, we got him here. But those are the guys You know, the bordering states, the guys in state, those are the it's going to mean a little bit more. And it's going to be harder for those guys to leave and go somewhere else and then go back home. You know, no matter what, from the beginning of time till the end of time, parents and family and kids want to be close to home most of the time. Their parents want to see kids play and parents and kids want to play close to home. So if you can get those kids and get time and you develop, you know, those six and sixes, seven and fives next thing you know you're competing for championships in the conference and then you go from there
2: Rick Kaczynski's with us Al Varsity Radio Kaz uh, you've got uh, some of the preseason all Big Ten selections are out Uh, Garrett Nelson a preseason all Big Ten uh, first teamer per Athlon and you know what's a a good year for Garrett Nelson another one of those in-state kids and uh, he's been kind of the the heart and soul of the defense uh, for quite a while
4: yeah, well, you can't go by statistics. So, and this is what happens to kids a lot of times that are that are great players and really good players is, mm-hmm. you know, the expectations, not, not from with them or from the coaches, but from the fans and from people that aren't watching the end zone copy and the highlight copy. Uh, or the in, in the ends in the sideline copy what they don't understand is the impact that those guys have on the defense and the impact they have on the offense and how people have to game plan and how they make the other guys better um you know a lot of times people will look at a great player and say oh he was better last year based off statistics well, well guess what you know Athlon thinks he's pretty good you think he's pretty good i think he's pretty good well Guess what? So does the Iowa. Wisconsin. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, those guys aren't idiots. They're not going to say, you know, hey, let's line up and let's 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 try to let's let's try to see if we're better than than their best player. Right. So people game plan. Yeah. You know, people did that at Nebraska. They they did that to, to you know, they did that to Randy. They did that to Sionte Evans, you know um they did it uh you know with the with prince and those you know they're not <laughs> what are they gonna take their chances hey here's a first round uh yeah you know, i'm a i'm a honorable mention big 10 quarterback let's uh let's let's so, let's, let's go throw after prince at, all let's day. Throw at prince all day you know so so you know just just take a step back and don't don't look at statistics you got to look at the impact you got to look at you know I guarantee that you'll see guys, th- there'll be a story. There'll be a guy that you weren't expecting to play as well as he did. And, and a lot. A big part of that is because a guy like Nelson, that people are game planning. And, and Nelson in that meeting room and that confidence and, and those situations that he's been, you have a guy that's been out on the field that's going to be in that huddle. When things hit the fan, when you face that adversity, hey, dudes, we're fine. Been here, done that. Just hang tight. You know, guy, you know a guy that's gonna, you know, grab somebody by the face mask. Guy that's gonna punch somebody in the chest, and a guy that's gonna tell a dude after he makes a mistake, hey, it's all right, man. He can read the room, he can read the field, he can read the huddle, he can read the sideline, he can read the locker room. All right. So when I say impact, it's that. So just Nebraska. Don't look at. I hope he has unbelievable stat year but a lot of times these great players that have you know a great junior and like was he on like his third senior year I can't keep track of I, think he's, I, I think don't know these dudes he, I think he's actually uh,
2: you know a, a, a legit fourth year a guy. legit
4: yeah. oh wow that's odd <laughs> okay <laughs> so you know guys who had a great you know uh, second and third year in the program statistically they may not have they might not have a great senior year but they were better football players and made the defense better so so that's what i expect from that guy It' not necessarily what he does individually but but you know well obviously that's a part of it but individually he's going to make he's going to make the 10 other guys better so uh you know that's that's what i'm looking for so who, who's who's opposite of him mm-hmm. right that's what that's what i want to see who's going to step up um, you know, who's he, you know, who's he going to push? You know, he's, he, he's not going to let those dudes slack. I mean, he'd been here three years haven't gone to a bowl game, man. I mean, enough's enough. And I, and I think, obviously I don't know him. I don't know him from Adam. I've seen a couple of his press conferences. He seems like a guy that like, Hey, I, I think he is a enough's enough guy. Like mm. this, this is it. We're, we're turning there. We're turning the corner. You know, this is this is this is my team. You know, when you're when you're 40 years old, you can come back with your three kids and your wife and say, "Yep, yeah, I was part of the I was part of the era that didn't go to a bowl game." Oh, hell no. So let's change it, man. And uh, and those changes start happening now. And they change in summer conditioning. You know, fall camp. You know, just just. You know, that's what I said all the time. You know, the coaches can. You know, they set they set the tone, but, man, there's nothing like peer pressure, man. And when you have a good player, that's tough, that's respected, that's holding people accountable, you're going to have a better football team. And I think Nebraska has more and more of those guys, um, you know, in their huddles now, and, and that's just going to make you a better football team. You, the players got to hold the players accountable at some point.
2: Rick Kaczynski's with us, Salvar City Radio. Kaz, we'll let you get out. Wanted to get a quick thought, uh, as we circle back from, from recruiting. Who's the guy or two on staff that you had a great relationship with that was kind of your sounding board, or vice versa? Who who were you a sounding board to when it came to, to kind of evaluating and, and talking out some of the the targets you guys were going after? Who were you close with?
4: Oh man, to be honest with you, I mean we we uh uh, man, you know, we watched a lot of tape together. Okay. Um, you know, offensive guys are kind of goofy. They, <laughs> every, it's, it's not just at Nebraska. they, they. they offensive guys always want to recruit guys just in their area right offensive guys in their area so any offensive guys in your area always stunk so we're going to go chase receivers around that we have absolutely no chance of getting instead of getting a good player out of kansas city or something like that so or uh, you know i mean just blew my mind like you i just wanted to shake them and be like you have absolutely no chance dude so just let's let's recruit some dudes we can get um but uh yeah so anyway but uh I mean honestly I mean all the you know obviously Ross was Ross was heavily involved but we were I mean we were independent when I say independent contractors I mean you know you, you made your case for your guys and said okay here's the guy I like and but obviously you know you had JP looking at at the fit you had bo looking at the fit i mean bo looked at every single guy and there was there was guys that let's jp didn't maybe eh, let's hold off on him but i really believed and i said hey i think this kid's a player you know let's watch him both be like hey yeah let's offer him or let's wait um you know stuff like that but uh no nah, man we were all heavily involved obviously i had a lot of respect for for coach joseph i think he was He's one of the best at, uh, you know, finding guys that are great players that may be a little bit under the radar, you know, like, hey, here's, here's this, here's this dude, man, you know, here, here's this guy, this dude, he's got Bethune Cookman in Alcorn State. And, uh, you know, in Maryland, you're like, okay, let me take a look. I'm like, what am I missing? You know, mm-hmm. nothing. He's a baller, dude. You know, he kid eats one meal a day, <laughs> How'd you lives find with his him? grandma, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that, you know, and then you look at his frame and you're like, man, this dude's going to be 260 by the time he's a junior, you know, so it's just things like that. But I, I think, you know, we, we all did a pretty good job of, of sounding off, sounding off one, uh, one another. And um, it's just when you get in, the defensive guys has an offensive guy in their area, or an offensive guy they like, and you show it to them. Yeah, nah, nah, <laughs> nah. But now nah, Garrison was good. He always, you know, he was a dude, so he 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 did a really good job recruiting. He he did a great job finding guys. He was a good of a, um talent evaluator, and uh, you know he was a guy too that would watch. That would watch your guys, you know. He watched every offensive lineman, you know. So, uh, yeah, he was he was one I really really respected. But you know, quarterback coaches, receiver coaches, good lord, I don't know what the <laughs> hell they watch.
2: Let's go get uh, this dead. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, Clemson's offered, Bama's offered, and Jimbo's got a Brinks truck of NIL ready.
4: Yeah, yeah. Let's go get him. Well, you gotta. He's a yeah. I I remember we were in a staff meeting one time. One of the coaches, one of the coaches, we were talking about a player, and he said he was describing the kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He said, yeah, he's a good Christian. I said, what the hell? I said, that's great. We need more good Christians in this world on our campus. I go, what the hell does that have to do? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he's not a criminal, right? Like, yes. can, he, I mean, can he play? And then, how do you know? Because, like, we can't even talk to these guys. So, <laughs> so you, that that's the funny thing. taking out coaches, church, like, I mean, right? Yeah, like, yeah. If I if I saw a guy on the street and talked to him one time and told you he was a good Christian, like, come on, dude. But we'll do that with high school kids. That the coach walked by us after his gym class and he winked at us and. I left a questionnaire on the coach's desk, but yeah, we're, we're, we can evaluate his character there. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's comedy and that's pretty, pretty good. Funny, funny stuff, but no, man, you know, it's uh it's not a perfect science. You know, you look at NFL teams that uh, they spent a lot of money, got a lot of people and they're right. Maybe, maybe about 50% of the time. So, you know, it's a, um, a lot of it has to do to with the kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but yeah, man. But no, get that in-state talent, especially now. I think it's more important than ever and develop it, man. Get your Nebraska kids, get your Midwest kids that that grew up watching the Big Ten, that grew up watching Nebraska, and that uh, you know don't want to go home because I still look at guys who transfer as you know you failed. I, I just that's how that's sure. how that's how I looked at it. You know, I come from that era where if you transferred, there was a black mark on you, man. It really was, and and I know that's not fair to kids now but um, because the, the world's changed, but my world hasn't, not my globe.
2: Rick Kaczynski is with us. Kaz, we'll do this again, brother. Fun to chat.
4: Same here, brother. Thanks for having me.
2: Good to talk. Another Tuesday with Kaz. Rick Kaczynski pretty thorough with the, uh, the in-state thought and Nebraska shifting that way more so than, well, Got to go back to the Osborne era, 500-mile radius. Uh, important with the, uh, the Pellini era as well, and get those stud walk-ons, man. We'll uh, talk license plates with uh, a Husker football theme. How's that grab you? promo code gbr for ten dollars off a full year of hail varsity that's hail backslash subscribe promo code gbr
0: miss us come here brother give me a hug bring it in for the real thing we're on call for you catch the podcast at hail the espn lincoln app or download them on itunes settle up partner back to hail varsity radio
2: Back with you, Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. You have ESPN Radio Northwest in Arkansas. They have benched uh, that host, Derek Ruskin, pulled off the air for calling the Razorback baseball player, Michael Turner, a, quote, stupid ass and, quote, disgraced loser. We played that, uh, what was it, about 90 seconds? Let's reset that. Okay. This is, this is the... Uh, The clip in question.
1: I'll say it. And I wouldn't say this about a young player, but Michael Turner is a fifth-year graduate guy from Kent State. He's a stupid ass, the catcher for the Arkansas Razorbacks. All right, listen to this guy. Listen to the question and the answer, okay? We've got the question from Tom. Listen to the answer. And notice how the answer has nothing to do with the question.
5: You guys haven't gone through a stretch like what you're in right now all year. Can you put your finger on what's happening?
3: Not really, man. We're just trying to keep the circle tight and cut out a lot of the outside noise. Uh, it's not always that easy to play here. Uh, there's a lot of people that are fans, good fans. Some aren't so great fans. And if you read Twitter after the game, it can, uh, it can get in your mind a little bit. So we're just trying to keep the circle tight and keep moving forward.
1: Okay, first of all, you're not a Razorback. You've been here once. You're a rental player, and you've sucked. So thanks for nothing, first of all. Secondly, as a rental player, you do not get to come in here and criticize this fan base, you stupid ass. Not a chance. The question was about what's wrong with the team, and you used the entire answer to take a swing at this fan base? You are a disgrace, Michael Turner. You're a disgrace. You should not get to wear that uniform again. What a loser. You know why they're losing? Because you're a loser, and you're the catcher. You're in charge of this whole thing on the infield. You're a loser and a disgrace, and you can't get out of this program soon enough.
2: So, Tommy Kraft, the station manager, said the comments went too far, and uh, you have Raskin will be off air. Ruskin, excuse me, will be off air till further notice. Yeah, I don't even think the athlete said anything that the athletes don't. I never saw the interview. It's radio. It's radio. Yeah, radio. I don't. I didn't see video of it. But the guy's like. Like, bro, we're trying to keep the outside noise out and the insinuation, the tone was that there's a problem and and too many folks are on Twitter getting their feelings hurt. So you've got some of the fan base saying, look, there's NIL money now. It's open season. (laughs) Okay, say
3: whatever you want.
2: And then some are like, well, yeah, they're they're college kids still. And that was a bit harsh. Yeah. It was personal. It felt personal. <laughs> Got to check your, your your jersey and a hat at the door before you go to a radio show. Yeah. Humble opinion. So, th- there's not a lot of great opinion out with the new Nebraska license plates. Will, you see these? Yeah. It's, a, it's the talk of the town. It, it is. And I guess I'm like, whatever. I mean, let's do something about... Getting murdered once a year when it's time for license and registration. Yeah, when you go in and you get your your pink slip.
3: Yeah, does this mean we got to get new license plates? Yes,
2: that's why we have new plate
3: designs. Oh, God, you're right, man.
2: So there's that, and there's been lots of blowback and feedback. My, my simple answer is this: I've never had vanity plates. It doesn't say to lawyer up, a la Saul Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't have that. The wife suggested one time, Asthma Boy. Okay. Because she's loving. But I think if you narrow it down to five, like iconic Huskers, and go the vanity plate route, have five choices, have part of that money go either to a charity or to said player for their own name, image, likeness, Yeah. current or former, I'm thinking more former because they've proven it, although it would be one hell of a recruiting pitch. Son, you come sign here oh. uh, as a starting quarterback for Nebraska. We'll put you on the plate. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> right? I'm there. So, so there's one way to, to go about that. <laughs> but I'm thinking an iconic image of, of Sue. Yeah. Crouch. Johnny Rogers. I'd get one. Frazier. With, I'd get one with Coach on it. Coach T-O, Osborne, well, yeah, yeah. T.O.'s the no-brainer there. There might even already be one. But- <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, cause you, I mean, it was just the normal red and black Nebraska. Yeah. Right. And so they're going to look ugly. I mean, th- that's just what's going to happen. Now there's nipples in this picture.
3: Yeah, that's.
2: With long hair.
3: But they're man nipples They are man.
2: They are, I, man they are man <laughs> nipples That's what I understand <laughs> Our so, friend Meg tweeted that out All right Yeah, Nipples Thanks for pointing that out Meg uh-huh. Nipples um, uh, So listen Go the Nebraska route You give Even give me a screaming Danny knee picture Yeah I mean, If you're a big Husker basketball fan Yes I love it I mean Andre Almeida Put him on there We gotta Let's pay some homage <laughs> Plate big enough Yeah Maybe. For uh, El Grande? It's
3: a little too much stuffing, that's all.
2: Well, we loved uh, El loved Grande. Andre. We loved El Grande. Uh, listen, you, you, you shift this around from the uh, the background of the state capitol with the uh, shirtless hippie to Nebraska-themed, make an argument Pick your, your, your Husker legend, Wistrom Peter, go, I mean, I don't coach McBride, yeah, get the black shirt. I'm going to bring this up to him. We'll talk to coach tomorrow. But you could go there mm-hmm. and, and, and have the an Nebraska insignia or the black shirt, skull and bones, or have just kind of a, a shadowy backdrop like there is now, but it's a moment in Husker football history. Yeah. We'll ask Babbers about this tomorrow as well. What moment? Because think about the moment. I mean, the, the the punt return against Oklahoma. You could do Schlesinger's second touchdown run against Miami. Yeah. Uh, Frazier's Florida run. F- the run yeah. down in the Fiesta Bowl. Sue uh, stomping the Colorado quarterback. Oh, Alex Henry's Bomb from sixty or fifty-seven to be specific, but I think there's. What about Bo Pelini's finger point into
3: Martinez's chest, Taylor Martinez? You want, you
2: want that sideline yeah. moment in time? That'd do be you? pretty good on a license plate. <laughs> you could. That's not what I was thinking with Bo. <laughs> I mean, okay, you, you could go with the cat. Yes, that beats mine. Or yeah. how about Team Jack? Their golf Man, tournaments that- coming up here in uh, in uh, July at Wilderness Ridge. Have have Jacks run? That'd be special. Yeah. Sure, I mean so there there are sports themed alternatives to an ugly license plate. Yeah, that's where I'm going. And as much as this state loves sport, how about John Cook and volleyball? Yeah, okay, they're incredible. They are. It, it makes sense to do that math, and and pick your adventure. Pick your your Husker. Pick your Husker sport. We love getting mad at everything. Well, you're just like, I mean, they're, this is pretty boring and tame and mild, aside from, you know, the nipples. <laughs> okay. So, you got to look really, really hard for them. They're not pierced, thankfully. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll wind out at Tuesday. Hail Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
6: like what you hear? High quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for ten dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com slash subscribe. Promo code GBR.
0: And now And now
2: back to Hail
6: Varsity Radio.
2: One final time, get the podcast, subscribe to us, give us a rating, good, bad, ugly, we'll take it. Love the feedback. Spotify, iTunes, Google, play Hail Varsity Radio. Six shows a week weekend edition. Ton of fun as well. And I uh, can uh, just find and subscribe and plenty on the hurt media platform. So many great podcasts. If you're a Nebraska fan, uh, Aaron Sorensen, of course, Brandon Vogel, Jacob Badilla does a couple of different podcasts, uh, a prep one. And then hoops as always uh, Derek Peterson, Dr. Petey, the varsity club podcast is must listen to as well. And uh, the straight up breakdown, Greg Smith rocks it. Each week, you'll have plenty on recruiting, uh, no doubt here with Friday Night Lights around the corner. Tomorrow's show, will run down Mike Babcock and Mike Shuhart from Wilderness Ridge, get Shuey's take on things, and uh, also Coach McBride with us, and uh, Mitch Sherman. Mitch uh, flying back from Minneapolis, so we'll check in with Mitch tomorrow. And then uh, Thursday, Greg Smith and Coach Barnett, so loaded up uh, for the rest of the week. So can send your emails and uh, license plate suggestions with the Husker theme. What moment in Husker time would you put on a plate so it's not a second year of half naked men?
3: Yeah. Well, by the way, can I just say, uh, didn't we just get a new license plate? 2017. I see. Five years. Let's drag that out a little bit. (laughs) I'm tired of going over to the DMV.
2: Well, well, I I don't know what to tell you.
3: I'm only 23.
2: I know. I mean, I I have to go next year for a new license. Oh, you're
1: you're kind of covered, man.
2: I do. Uh, thankfully, I will <laughs> pass the test and be good. But it had been about a week the last time I had to get my license renewed. I go, oh, yeah, I gotta go do this. So yeah. it was a, riding dirty for about a week. It creeps up on you. It does. So, did you pick one? Are you going with the bow, finger in the chest? Yeah, I'm going to go with AM? that one. You're going with that one mm-hmm. against A&M? Yep.
3: And give we give Taylor Racino you know, some royalty checks. How about Amir?
2: Oh, about, How yeah. about Amir saving the day?
3: The McNeese, yeah. You know? Against McNeese. God, that was a game. Wasn't Kenny that?
2: Bell's block, the only good moment from the Wisconsin the hit? Big Ten title game?
3: The hit would be a good one.
2: Yeah, I mean, Kenny d Cleaton, the guy?
3: Yeah. Oh, my God rooting him. Yeah, let's put that on a plate.
2: Mm-hmm. What about Husker Hoops? Yeah, I mentioned Almeida. That would be
3: all right. For some reason, Tim. You know, there's always that pictures of Tim with his arms up and just you could just sweat like so crazy. So you're
2: gonna go. You're going. You're gonna go. Tim Miles on the plate. Huh? He's
3: I got a small thing for Tim. You know. It's
2: okay. How about, how about his dog, Sammy? Yeah, I got to put Tim Sammy and up. Sammy on the couch. That'd be good. Drinking a Coors Light. Gotta be Coors Light. Right. Banquet beer is a little heavy for him. <laughs> But uh, it, it's good for for the rest of us. So what uh, you got? You got hoops
3: tonight? What are you doing? I'm uh, going to work right after so the go, go to the some bar. Beer. That's right. So we're good, man. Yeah, and I'm playing bags league before. So hopefully I'm throwing straight.
2: See, uh, what what's your hit rate? Are you fifty fifty? We you... are. Uh, my my team were two and zero to start the year. But is your accuracy out of out of your turn? You get five of them, right? Yeah. Four. What, four. Yeah. Are you? Two for four, one yeah. for four. On a good day, I had to go three for four. Really? Yeah. I mean, that is skill. I've been playing okay. See? I need I need the up. What's the team name, or can we repeat that yeah. on air?
3: No, we can't. We can't repeat it.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you off air. <laughs> ah, wonderful. Will Wilson, at Will on the Radio. Follow him on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. Thanks for spending time with Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
3: A Huda Media Production.